0: What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 367. On this episode, I'm joined by Mikey Lax, talking about the Patreon, merch shop, selling beats, music talk, modern rap, more music talk, making beats, internet friends, YouTube, politics, a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out.
1: With
0: Mo. What up? First thing I'm getting to is our Patreon, patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. That's probably the best fucking website on the internet. Cause if you go there and you give a dollar more a month, you can get early access to this podcast. If you give more, you can be a co-producer uh, like my mother, like Graveyard Entertainment, like It's Your Boy, H2.com, and Forgotten One, uh, the four pillars of the podcast, what I call them, keeping us afloat. Um I also have merch shop, shop.spreadshare.com, slash podcast, mo. go there if you would like. Um, all right, this week, I'm calling Mikey Lax. Also, I'm recording this like two weeks early. Kind of got in this. Uh, I was sitting a bunch of people up to do a podcast and no one hit me up and they all hit me back up at once. And then I was like, fuck it, we're just gonna load them up better than not happen. I must say so. We're calling Maki Lax, he is an internet friend, uh, I believe, out of Chicago, if I remember correctly. And uh, you know, he's a rapper, I like him a lot. Um, I think he's pretty good and um, you know, also real liberal, if I remember correctly. So we'll see, we'll see where this one goes. Um, you know, let's give him a call. Uh, so how's it been going, dude?
2: Uh, pretty good. Kind of strange, but pretty good. Well, what's strange? Um, are we starting? It's yeah. Just like, no. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, I've been uh, I've been working on a lot of music recently. Um, I've been getting more into production. I'm actually going to. I'm actually going to start selling beats. Um, and my first beat will go up May 3rd. Um, so I've been working a lot on that and trying to get everything in order. Cause I got to set up like the beat stars page and I'm, I'm going to be doing it under a new name. So, um, that's weird. I haven't had to pick a name in a while. Right. Um, and I've been really just working on my craft, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean I went through the whole set up a beat store, you know, journey. I would say I set mine up about a year too soon. Not saying I would do it differently. I think I needed that year of wasting money and and just trying and failing and putting beats up that really weren't good enough. Um but like in hindsight that's kind of what I feel like. It took me a year of having a beat store until I was even putting up beats that were like good. You know.
2: Yeah. Uh, and
0: I yeah. and also just got to say this cuz uh and for every rapper creative y'all know it's like I've always thought all my music is good in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, even like, for sure, like my old shitty raps or whatever. And then it's just with hindsight that I could be like, oh, that wasn't good. You know, but like in the moment I was like, you know, I was the shit, you know, it was like the best shit I've ever done. So, and I think you like need that, you know, whatever. So like, also the beat market is super saturated. I mean, I mean, it was when I started as well. Like, I mean, I knew that going in, um, but there are people that, like it changes their personality, right? Like, cause I'm, and I'm just glad you brought this up. I didn't even know you were going to do this. Uh, You know, like I'm being a rapper producer, which you will be now as well. It is slightly different. I feel like than if you're just a rapper or just a producer, because like when you're just a rapper or just a producer, then the other one spends a lot of time complimenting you because they want free shit. Yeah, you know, and so when you're do both, like so, like I, I don't buy other people's beats because I make so many, and so therefore producers don't really comment on my shit. Like, hey, this sounds fucking dope, because like there's no end game for them, you know, to sell a beat to me.
2: Yeah, that see, I um, I have never been big enough to ever get any producer's attention, um, like even like even like completely like. Like spam bot people. Like I've maybe gotten four or five spam bot replies right. in my whole career. Um, but like, that's interesting. I haven't. I haven't thought of it that way. I. I honestly don't know how much I intend to write on my own beats. I'm just really bad at it. For some reason, I. I can never find flows over my own
0: beats. A lot of people are like. Most people I talk to are like that. Um, and and so that's to me when it's so funny. That when I do rap on my own, and someone's like, "Well, yeah, you found that pocket because it's your beat," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's like fucking rare, though. Like that's not normal."
2: Yeah. Well, and and I, and I think part of it is is that I just know the beat so well that I'm like, "Oh, I can't have the flow go over this part because that has my favorite perk sound," right. and uh, like shit like that. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, little ear candy. uh I guess you you kind of have to approach it to different ways. I I kind of something i do that's kind of different i guess compared to most people and again that's probably different from a rapper producer like mine's all one project file like the project i open and make the beat with i'm also recording in that file and my vocals are there and my mix like everything is done in that one project and most people would like make a beat export the stems pull that to like their mastering DAR, wherever they record vocals like a lot of people switch dolls or whatever for that and then they do like everything there you know i just i don't I don't do that because I like to fuck with shit, right? Like I'm adding kicks and I'm taking out shit and I'm adding in this even like while I'm still recording vocals. So I kind of like just uh, being real artistic with it.
2: Yeah, I can understand that the the few songs that I like have produced myself that I've recorded over, I um I kind of like I write the song long before I record it and I will like I will make I I will have the final edits before I go into recording like of the beat um, so that I don't edit after I've started recording, because once I've recorded, I'm just going to mix. I know that I just know that my lazy ass is not going to go back and make edits to the beat once I've already recorded.
0: Right. It it also it grew like the things I was doing when I was, you know, like a year in or whatever you into, like your your beat making is so different than what I would do now. And it's all uh, it's just all kind of your growth and stuff. So like even writing songs, I used to be the top and people always thought this was weird. Like I would just write verses and then I would find the beat later. You know, I was like, I have the song and I don't even oh no, I'll find the beat later. It's fine. And then I would just f- pick a beat that kind of worked and I'd make a song. And then I go through phases where I'm like, no, no, I have to hear the beat and write to the beat. Um, and then, now what happens if I keep a song is cause I'm making a beat and I just can't get a hook out of my head or something. I'm like, all right, I'm keeping that one. And then, and yeah. that's kind of the, but it all, you know, you go through stages at least I go through stages. I'm sure everyone is different, but, uh, and I'll, I always tell people to follow your creative gut, you know, like if you could imagine something in that beat or you can, you know, at least try it. Cause you can always just delete it, you know, if it doesn't fucking work. But, um, anyway, I'm excited to hear that. So nothing I'm assuming of your new stuff is going to be you've you've produced it You're rapping anyway
2: um so when i get my shit together and release a new track uh this next one will be i produced it um hell yeah but uh i think that'll be the only one until this fall um and so i i've actually had a, an interesting kind of Geez, how much do I want to talk about this? Um, I haven't written a verse since Internet Friends. Um, and I wrote that in like, I wrote that like end of December. Right. Um, I, I just, I, I'm out of things to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, And like, and like, I've been approached to do a handful of features. And like, I really like that because
0: it almost like, it, it almost. It doesn't count in a way.
2: Yeah, well, and it makes me feel really good because it makes me, even if it's not always the case, it makes me feel like someone values my style enough to feel like I would add something to a song because, like, I know they're not coming to me for clout. Right. Like, I have 20 monthly listeners on Spotify. Um, uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I totally get that because, I mean, in a kind of being too sad boy at the moment way, hardly anyone asked me to do collabs. Right. And so like when I really sit and think about it, I do kind of take it some type of way because I I'm so like open to do, you know, people being on my song. So there are times where I'm like, oh, maybe (laughs) maybe I'm just not good enough to be on people's songs, you know, but whenever the moments it happens, you know, when I was saying it doesn't count for me, I get to feel like it doesn't have to necessarily be within my like persona because I'm too obsessed with like everything I say has to be like somewhat true or like base super in reality. Like I'm just not good at like this pretend stuff. And, but on a collab, I can kind of do it more, you know, because I'm like, Oh, it's their song, you know? And so, uh, that's the freedom I enjoy about a good old collab.
2: That's, that's some, I feel the exact same way. Like when I, when I'm releasing something, I like, it has to be like at least like 85% true. Right. Um, whereas like I've had a few features where it was just like, I'm just going to have fun with this and go crazy and make something awesome
0: yeah i Um, I remember a long time ago in SoundClick days i done a feature for a guy and it was like one of those car raps right like they don't really exist anymore but like it was all about his car and i don't give a fuck about cars but i just described my 2000 impala that was a piece of shit that was like peanut butter paint job you know and dumb shit like that but it was like fun as fuck (laughs) like i was like oh yeah that's cool
2: yeah um like honestly and I, I I've just come to this conclusion within the past couple of days. Honestly, what I'm really waiting for is for somebody to ask me to join a rap collective. Yeah. Like, because like, like I want to, I want someone to give me beats to write to. And then I just write over them over the ones that I feel like I can write over. And then I work with other people on, on making complete songs. And then we just release that. Like, I don't want to have to do all this shit myself anymore. I I'm too busy,
0: right? I mean, I have that thought about everything. Um, I mean, as far as this podcast, like for people that don't know, I plan on canceling it at four hundred, or like that being the last episode. I don't know if it's canceled right or out if I'm planning it, but um, you know, like there's plenty of times I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if I had like a whole team of people that could help with this, and we could really get, by? and it wasn't just me doing everything or. Uh, we're of course making it be like I'm so bad at selling beats like I would give people commission if they sold my beats right like if I knew someone who would do it for me and shit like that or a rap group like I I daydream about a rap group all the time because just yesterday actually I was going through some beats I'm uploading to my store and uh, to come up with names of beats because when you're like 600 beats fucking deep it's almost impossible to come up with names I just kind of fucking freestyle until I come up with a hook and that's the name normally and so while doing that I just kept coming up with all these cool ideas for these beats but there were a bunch of stuff i would never do but if i had like a rap group or a collective as you call like i'd be like hey man here's your hook you know go make a song with this cool idea or whatever like it would be cool to be more collaborative but it is so hard over the internet and maybe maybe i'm wrong and i'm just old about it i just think it needs to be in person right and the idea like i don't have anyone like that
2: see i i tried to start a rap collective once and i started it on reddit and we. I got like eight people in the group and I would say six of those people were active in it. And we made like, we made like nine songs in a week and four of them I go back to and listen to once every couple months. Uh, And this was four years ago, almost. Right. Like there's some, we made some incredible music and then After that first week and a half, everyone just dropped. Everyone like stopped being active in it, and it was like, why we were doing
0: so good, right? What what something I've done recently that's kind of in that mode, but it wasn't necessarily me. Um, I've been making beat packs for friends. You know, I've been I post on Twitter sometimes like, hey, anybody want a beat pack? And if they say yeah, I put on my list of like kind of what the theme I'm going for, and I send them some beats, Um, and then. Bradsterx, who's the fucking homie? You know, he like the number. He's like he was the first fan I made oh, yeah. on this podcast. You know that like what that I didn't know and shit. And, and we were very good friends. That we talk every day. And um, him and then Itchy Boy H two, who's a patron of this podcast. I've just always imagined they would collab so well together. So I was like, hey, I'm gonna make y'all beat back and y'all are gonna make some shit together. And so we've kind of had this group chat going for a couple months. And H two works so fast. Like, I mean, you can send him a beat and he will have all his shit done in 24 hours. And so just shit. with him go, d- going so fast and then Brad, you know, got like real uh, motivated. And then he also mixed the whole thing. So he like was really kind of learning on the go, you know, but it's been pretty fun. And he had they're about to, I just uploaded today for him I actually at 16 tracks um, and it'll come out May 20th. And it was really fun because just couldn't be in the group and them like messaging back like hey i got this first done and this one done like it came together so fast that i was like man um pretty cool so i do think that's kind of like my future goal is to do more collab projects with people that are interested because it's i don't know i think it's pretty cool that
2: that sounds like my dream honestly um and like one thing i've been doing a lot recently because like i've been making beats for five or six years I mean not not like consistently like I've taken breaks in that time but I've really started ta- taking it seriously in uh in the last like 5 6 months and um I've been one thing I've been doing to try to like cuz like a big problem that a lot a lot of producers have but um one problem I was having was I wasn't leaving enough room in my beats for an artist to fill yep. and I f- I found this um I found this pack on Reddit of of like a bunch of like acapellas, like isolated vocals. And I've started like right, making beats around acapellas and then uh and and like they're turning out fucking amazing. And so that's one thing I want to try doing is maybe like to get my foot in the door is like make uh, like make remixes of people's songs and then be like hey i made this with your stuff imagine if we worked together you know
0: right it could work i mean i know a lot of people want remixes um of their stuff a lot of people just don't have the stems and everything right like it's hard to get with an artist that's actually got all the shit that they would get for you to you'd be able to remix it well um brad actually just hit me up the other day because he's he's also trying to start making beat well not I think he's like basically in the, within his first year of kind of fucking around. And and he also likes this idea of using acapellas. I myself don't. And I know it doesn't make sense. And I'm probably wrong. I just when people put them out, when they're like, check out the song with the Nas acapella. I just don't know why, but I hate it. But I understand it for like using it. And then you take off, you know, the acapellas. And you're like, here's the beat. I mean, I guess it makes sense completely. But there is something weird about it that I've just never downloaded an acapella pack. But I could be wrong. That like that maybe that is like what I'm missing
2: let me uh let me I'm gonna send you my I did a remix of uh, Juice World's Empty and it, uh, it oh my god it might be my f- piece of music I've ever made
0: like, yeah.
2: it's I don't it's even technical. know the original
0: so I won't really know what to compare it to but maybe I'll check out the original too
2: the original's bad
0: oh cool honestly
2: yeah. I think I think mine is okay. this is really tooting my own horn but this is my honest opinion I think my version is 20 fucking times better than the original the original is this like really drab like uh piano beat it's super generic it sounds like like it sounds like uh it sounds like polo g would have rejected it for being too generic um and you know he's got some of the most generic beats his hooks are just amazing but um and i made it into this like It's it's a banger. It it goes insane. I like. I don't even know how to describe it. But
0: well, I mean, bangers um, are the hardest thing to make. I mean, at least for me, um, I don't have like happiness in my soul, and so to make like a happy, fun, awesome song because people are always like, I want a fun, fun beat that makes me dance. I'm like, you will get sad shit from me, and you will like it. Like that's kind of how it's gonna go.
2: See, the secret the secret I've found is that you what I do when I'm making a beat is I will write a sad chord progression and then write a bouncy melody on top of it and then give it trap drums. And it it's a banger. Like that's like, it's got the sad melody, but it's, it's, um, or it's got the sad chord progression, but like the drums are the drums and the melody are what make it like pop,
0: you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I have some trappish stuff that I don't hate. Um, I myself, I've gotten to where I just I really dislike using 808s. I mean, I do it on some on the ones that call for it, but I'm just so into like a a bass guitar at the moment that it kind of has influenced my last however many months of making beats. Like everything kind of has more of a like code of the friend aesthetic. And also that's like all I fucking listen to basically. So that's probably another reason uh, it affects me that way. Um, but I, within the last week, I, I was trying to make a country beat. I have someone I was making a beat pack for of like, they want a bunch of countryish shit. And I was like, I'll try. And I researched all day, this drum loop, uh, that's supposed to be using country music. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna see if I can remake it, you know, on my shit. And it ended up sounding just like a pop punk thing. And which is great. I've been trying to make that shit for a year and it never really come around to it. And so I am trying to make just weird shit. Like I'm getting further from hip hop for my own stuff, you know, like, and Therefore, it's going to probably also affect my beat story.
2: Yeah, I've been um, most of what I've been making is like <laughs> I I am making three kinds of beats on accident over and over and over again. Like I pretty much exclusively make like Playboy Cardi rage beats, um, Jack Harlow beats and uh, no melody like like aggressive uh like uh, kind of like nascar aloe but like if he was more suave i don't know i
0: right, um, see i don't ever it's really i mean i said Code the friend earlier because his all of his beats are so similar but i don't i don't guess i listen enough for artists like all those people i don't even exactly know what you mean by like a jack harlow type beat or a playboy cook because i don't listen to him necessarily you know what i mean so uh yeah but even when I make a beat, I I rarely it's really hard for me to be like, and what artist is this? So if you can do that, I think that's a good skill, because that's almost how everyone looks shit up. Right. Uh, and I I'm just when I hear my beats, I'm not like this is a Playboy Cardi beat and because it probably isn't, you know. But uh, so I think having that skill and listening to a bunch of music is going to be helpful when labeling your shit.
2: Um. So, yeah, that's actually something that I'm a little I'm a little worried about is that I'm not going to be able to. Um, because like, like Playboy Cardi, Jack Harlow have been like Playboy Cardi's been, you know, not quite a list, but really fucking popular for like six years now, right? And Jack Harlow's been really fucking popular for like two. So, YouTube searching Jack Harlow type beat, you're gonna get 17,000 like cl- uh responses on the first page, um, uh, so. One thing I'm going to try to do once I've been like pushing beats for a couple months is is widen my uh, widen my the range of the people that I listen to so I can. I'm up with more people to make tight beats,
0: right? Well, and I mean, I'm so bad at YouTube. My first year of putting beats to YouTube because everyone talks about how great it is. you know, I spent a lot of time on all the tags and shit. Now and it's supposed to be helpful. And every I got like a couple beats that got quite a f- few views. Um, but then I kind of just gave up and I put them up there. So they're there. But I promote it so little. They get so few views um, that it seems like a huge waste of my time. But every producer thing you will see will say that YouTube is the most important of all of the stuff that you can do. But also all the people can steal it. So, I mean, like it's a, it is what it is, you know. Um, how often are you planning on uploading beats?
2: uh, twice a week? Yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking Tuesday, Friday, but the problem with Friday is that, like I used to be a really big YouTube guy, like like i um I have made I have attempted to start like eight or probably more than ten at this point, YouTube channels in my life. um and like, I used to go to like VidCon, and like like I was the statistics guy that was like, hey, uh, if you if you want to blow up your channel, this is how you do it. And so now I have all this information, but I've never put it to use. And so this might be a chance to put it to use. Right. Um, but one of those things is do not release a video on Friday afternoon. Um, because nobody watches YouTube on Friday nights, apparently. So I hear.
0: Yeah, strange. I mean, I've I've just recently got into like actually watching YouTube for more than just tutorials. It used to be only the only thing I watch on there would be tutorials and then like an occasional video game, where's this fucking treasure at, you know? Um, but within yeah. the last few months, I've been attempting to actually watch funny shit, you know, things I will enjoy to get the whole algorithm to work. But yeah, I'm definitely even though I was there when YouTube was created, like I was on YouTube before Google fucking owned it. But I just yeah, you know, I just would never had enough shit. I could only watch so many rap battles and shit before i was like all right i'm good
2: (laughs) (laughs) see like i mean you talk about rap battles unironically the epic rap battles of history were such a huge fucking influence on me like i i don't know if i would be the person that i am today without them and like yeah they've got a lot of really cringe stuff but like oh my god like T-Pain playing Stevie Wonder for the Epic Rap Battles of History is uh, 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 amazing.
0: Yeah, I remember watching them. My wife enjoyed them. So I remember her showing them to me. Um, but that's kind of how you know. I'm kind of a snob, I guess, you know, in this whole like that ain't hip hop, kind of like I was with Hamilton. You know, like she loves Hamilton and I watch and I was like, OK, that's fine. She's like, but the rap skill and I'm like, eh, all right, you know. That just sounds like this Jay-Z okay. song. And this just sounds like this DMX song. And this just sounds like a Cameron song. Like, he's just swagger jacking these New York... I don't know. And I get it. it. I watch it and it was enjoyable, but it's just hard for me to see rap outside the confines of, like, typical hip-hop and me love it. I don't know why.
2: Um, Yeah, I, I mean... I Like, the problems I have with Hamilton have nothing to do with the music, but I was... I also... I don't know that I've ever. I, I I don't know if I could name more than ten Jay Z songs. So
0: oh yeah, see, like he was my favorite before Lil Wayne was my favorite. So I mean, like growing up, uh, in in my era, I. I could never be. I could never like Eminem. Like I enjoyed Eminem. I understood he was good, but I was never going to be the white kid that was like, I love Eminem because all the white kids I knew that loved Eminem were kind of like racisty. And so I love Jay Z, and that's just what I did. I like told everyone I love Jay Z, and I love and I download all of his shit. And uh, but in hindsight, going back, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if any of those hold up like I thought, you know, as a kid. <laughs> but in the moment, I I loved him.
2: Yeah. Jeez, I'm trying to think of like, like the only. The only Jay-Z song I have memorized is Empire State of Mind, but See, I don't even, I like...
0: I think the whole Black the- album, the Black album is probably my favorite, because like, I have it on vinyl and everything, uh, and I think that would have like Dirt Off Your Shoulder and uh, 99 Problems, probably that that era of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, also, H to the Izzo was a big deal. I mean, my rap name's A to the Mo. I mean, I, I didn't get that from nowhere, uh, so... okay. You know, Kanye did the Kanye to the I didn't I forgot all about it. Till I watched his documentary. I was like, oh, I totally stole that from Kanye. I didn't even didn't realize at all. <laughs> uh, but at least, you know, now I have a cool story. I also loved Kanye at the time, you know, and uh, I watched that whole documentary. I don't know if you watch this three part Kanye documentary on Netflix. The first two are like so good, and the third one's like, and we have no footage. So the third episode's like so shit compared to the first two that I don't know okay. if I would recommend it to anybody.
2: Well, I mean, if I do watch it, I I will keep that in mind.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Basically, the third part, the documentary is like, and Kanye got too famous, and I didn't see him for however many years, and so here's everything he's been up to, and like, it just kind of, you know, isn't what it was in the first two episodes. Um, yeah. What other music inspired? I like hearing, you know, all these like the only newish artists, and I mention this too much. I'm probably like a, I'm just gonna become an old old man you know eventually and uh like but i listen to tokyo's revenge and it makes me feel like i'm too old to be listening to it but i kind of love it you know and there's all kinds of times i'm like fuck i kind of would i maybe should just figure out how to make beats like this so i mean what are there any uh people that you hear that just inspire you like you want to figure out these type of beats or do you kind of already do the genres you're into
2: um i would really uh (laughs) geez so I as crazy as this sounds, I've kind of stopped listening to music, like, I, and and it wasn't even intentional. It's just like all the habits that I was doing that allowed me to listen to music, I stopped doing, and so my intake of new mu- music has slowed so dramatically. Right. Um, but like the the two albums I keep coming back to, Playboy Cardi's Die Lit is. In my opinion, if if the last song wasn't on it, it would be a 10 out of 10. The last song is fucking awful. But Die Lit is a 10 out of 10 without it is.
0: Um, I have a quick question. Is Playboy Cardi the vampire one? Yeah. OK, I just give I get Playboy Cardi a little Uzi Vert confused a lot because I haven't really listened to either one of them. But I listen to whichever one has the cartoon pictures on their covers. And if I, that was like the worst thing I've ever listened to. So I, but I think that's a little Uzi vert.
2: Yeah, that's the Uzi. The okay. it's a, uh, cause it's a little Uzi vert versus the world. It's a play on Scott Pilgrim.
0: Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. it um, makes sense.
2: And I, I, I like Uzi a lot. Um, but uh,
0: To me, everything of the new rap. And I mean, I get that this is going to be like me just being an old head, but I don't hate all new rappers. But there is something about uh, Lil Uzi Vert in that style. Also, Young Thug's a big example. I kind of quit listening to all music when I quit making music. There was like this time I just quit making music for five years. And Young Thug was like kind of coming up when I first when I stopped listening. And by the time I came back, he was like everyone's favorite and i just listen to it and i'm like i don't get it and i know it's like crazy because some people that like they think that he is the greatest of all time in their book and i listen to him or some of these other shit and i'm like i just don't understand the appeal except the beats are so awesome and then people do weird voices and like this is supposed to be like the the pinnacle and i just feel that, like an old man
2: see you've you've nailed it exactly that's what it is it's uh, the the lyrics don't matter as long as it sounds cool the point it's like um it's as crazy as the sounds, geez, this might get me some shit. But like it it kind of reminds me of the Beatles. In that okay, okay, Playboy Cardi's Die Lit actually reminds me a lot of the Beatles, where it was it's really more about the aesthetic. Don't I mean, don't get me wrong, like like uh like Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, like there's some fucking amazing songs with some amazing lyrics on there. Um, but it's, it, it is as much about how it sounds as it is about what they're saying. And like, Dilit is as much about how it sounds as it is about what he's saying. Like, yeah, sure, half of the songs are, I'm gonna go fuck that bitch. Um, but there, there are, there are like five songs on it that are like, hey, uh, I was with this girl who told me about her life and it was really fucking sad and so I'm going to I'm going to tell her story on on this song. Um and oh this was a really meaningful relationship that I had that I'm actually going to go super in depth to on this weird like ghostly trap beat and Bryson Tiller's on it. I don't know. Um like
0: well what I, I think that what is the subgenre yeah, called? Because is that just trap? Because a lot of people, you know, I don't know if you're I don't know on Twitter as much these days, but a few weeks ago, probably about a month when this comes out, uh, this one producer (laughs) shared a stupid meme about how this is what trap producers bedrooms look like. And everyone interpreted trap to mean black. And they were like, how dare you be racist? And I was like, I thought trap was fucking ed an EDM genre. And then there's also like, you know, T.I. made trap music. But is like this new stuff? Is this like modern trap? Like, is there a certain name for it? I guess is my question.
2: So, um, I got in some shit for a, a long time ago before I was Mikey Lax. I was I, I made that same confu Like I had that same confusion where I was like, wait, I thought that was an EDM thing. So. It is. It's really vague. Um, I, and I think a lot of people are still trying to figure it out, um, Because like there's this hyper pop thing
0: that's happening. Yeah, I hear that term a lot and I don't quite know what it means, but I do see it all the time.
2: So uh, it is my understanding that when hyper pop started or like like when hyper pop started, it was actually a derivation of pop music. That was just like it was like pop music, but EDM. Right. Um, But now it's 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 just like uh distorted melodic um automated melod or i said melodic trap like that's just what it is like it's um like if if uh if travis scott were to like pitch his vocals up and speed and like do like nightcore yeah that's exactly what it is it's it's nightcore travis scott
0: okay um so just like boost up the BPMs and ARP, ARPish sci-fi sounds or some shit. Is this what we're
2: and, and distorted a little bit? Yeah, gotcha. Um, I think I think what what the Spotify playlist has been con- calling hyperpop is fucking ass.
0: Um, well, that's just Spotify playlist. I can't. I try to listen to you know for people that don't know most necessary. I think it's like their top one, and then there's shit. There's an, there's like two or three like top hip-hop ones and i listen to them like once a month to be like listen i gotta figure out what the hot shit is and i i never can make it through the whole thing i'm like man this sucks
2: (laughs) i have uh do you ever go through your discover weekly every week yeah it's fucking amazing.
0: Uh, see, I I'm sh- i can't talk about it. And I, I just want to say it. When someone was on, I think it was Omnison Art. I bitched and bitched how bad mine had become because I used to brag how great it was. And I was like, man, every week I find a few songs I love. And then something happened where I was getting like polka bands and like Eastern European fucking recorded on a fucking can shit. And I was like, what is happening? And it was like ruined for months. And then recently it has corrected itself. But I'm scared it's going to go back someday
2: see that's not a pro- that's not a problem for me i i i have such a wide taste in music like if i if i had to narrow it down it is your like my favorite genres are are true hyper pop your 100 gecks and food house um and your playboy cardi's and then your jack harlow's like that is just my favorite shit and that is all i get in my um or that's most of what i get but then i also get like uh like I got this one like chamber folk song that was called Samurai Sword and it's got s- such a weird percussion pattern and like uh, half of the vocals are out of time, but um, it's so good. I just l- I eat that shit up.
0: Right. Yeah. Almost all my shit sounds like Coda clones. Um, It's kind of <laughs> not all of it, but I listen to a lot of 99 Neighbors. Earlier, you mentioned a rap group. That's like the only rap group I listen to these days that are like a collective, I think. Yeah, uh, I like them quite a bit. And like I said, I listen to Koda Friend and then Cal Scrubby or Scrooby. I don't know how the to pronounce his last name. Uh, I just yeah. he's just my favorite white rapper. I know everyone else goes for Jack Harlow, but um, I just he doesn't have a verse I don't like. Every time I hear my like, goddamn man was my the
2: white only, guy. I like The only cows. The only Cal Scrubby song I know is "Money by Drugs," and yeah. that song is fucking amazing. Yeah, it's
0: it is great. I mean, honestly, he has. I think I have probably like seven or eight that have made like my go-to playlist of his over the last year. So I have to put him up there. Um, there's a Peter Sun. I don't know exactly who he is, but every time he comes up, I add his song. So I, I have been finding people, but yeah, he, it's not. It's not who's like popular, I guess, for me. You know, like whenever I found out people actually knew who Code the Friend was, because he had some sort of thing go on uh, the social medias for a while, and then he came back with a song that explained it. And it was like, oh, that was pretty cool. Um, but I didn't even realize other people listened to him, you know, like, uh, yeah. So it is fun. It is a fun time. Now, um, damn it, I was going to mention something earlier, but oh, when we we're talking about sampling and, and just finding music i have been kind of into vinyls lately right it's like i like to sample some vinyls and then try to turn them into beats old hip-hop shit and uh i what happens is i buy these fucking vinyls for like a few dollars i don't they the more obscure the better right but after i rip them i always go to spotify like let's see if i can find them and i do and then i just listen to them and i'm like honestly all this shit is better than anything i'm gonna make or anything we may like like, I love rap and hip hop, and don't get me wrong, you know, I think it's great. But there is something about, like, I've, I've done this, uh, The More Genius of Jankowski. It came out in 1966, and it's just this motherfucker playing the piano. And you're like, it is so good, but also maybe I only appreciate it because I've been making beats for a few years, you know, like maybe I wouldn't have thought it was so fucking great when I was just a, a no, casual yeah. or something.
2: I complete, I completely know what you mean. Like, there are sometimes my girlfriend, uh, my girlfriend and I are watching the Great British Bake Off right now, um, and uh, sometimes like there'll be they'll they'll be we'll be watching it, and I'll be like, "Damn, this music is fucking hard." Yeah, and she's nope. like, "What?" And I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I mean, my wife's gotten used to it now. <laughs> you know, I call it out all the time. I'm like, fuck that keyboard in the bag. You hear that shit? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we went and saw. I mean, I guess this was after like it had overtaken me the producing, and we went and saw the Pretty Little Women or whatever the fuck it was called. The they redid it. I don't remember what the fuck it's called. It's based on Little some Women. Little yeah. Women. That's it. Uh, so we went and saw Little Women in the theater. And I mean, I was like in tears over how good the soundtrack was. You know, I just had never paid attention to it like that. And I was like, "Oh yeah. my god!" Like, and it—I I used to say it ruined music, and I do think in some ways it it does. But it also it raises the ceiling of what it can do. You know, like when it's really executed well now, I'm like, oh, my God. Whereas before I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But now if something's really bad, I'm like, holy shit, that's so bad. But before I wouldn't have noticed. So it's. A oh, my gosh. Pros and cons. Yeah.
2: Like like um uh, my girlfriend has as her alarm. Uh, she probably wouldn't like me saying this, but whatever. Um, My girlfriend has as one of her alarms. Uh, uh, Jacob Sartorius is sweat pant or sweatshirt. I don't know if you know that song, but he was like a he was like a teen YouTuber in like the early mid 2010s. And he he has we we were listening to the full like song today because she she has like made her own mini remix of it for her alarm. Um, And we were listening to the full song. And like. I I never realized how fucking atrocious his vocals are. They are so, so bad. And the beat itself is. Ah, and I don't know that I would have noticed that if I hadn't. I mean, I might have noticed how bad his vocals were, but like the, the beat is just so simple and so not interesting, not groovy in any way, shape or form.
0: Well, I, and that's how I think about almost all these old hip hop songs because I have a playlist on Spotify my all time favorite song so I've been trying to just go back and listen to old songs and be like I just want to be on there but you'll come across something and you're like you'll, I love it but you're like this mix is horrible you know and this was like a platinum album you know and like the mix is yeah. so bad like it's crazy um, that someone in their bedroom can have a better mix these days and then get told your mix is shit and you're like it's better than like anything they did in the 90s like uh, besides a few exceptions
2: yeah it's it's (laughs) that is that is one reason i think it's taken me so long to get to like old rap um like i've i've listened to i've listened to a lot of wu-tang
0: yeah well because wu-tang's mixed well a trap called quest has mixed pretty well uh yeah there's like certain things that they outcast for the most part outcast sounds good well and even in their early dungeon stuff at least it has a style choice you know so like you kind of forgive yeah it. um whereas in like i grew up loving houston rap because because where i'm from and it was like what everyone loved and the time period but you go back and listen to it and it's so squashed you know a lot of shit and it's because they didn't care because they were just trying to get it over to the chopped and screwed version you know but like when you get the original you're like oh man i don't know these weren't the best choices
2: yeah R.I.P. Screw.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I need to figure it out. I need to figure out a chopping screws. I've been thinking about it a lot lately, actually. Um, I'm I uploaded all of the Internet Friends one through four instrumental tapes are going to come out over the next few months, and uh, okay, I was just like, you know what, I got them sitting around here. And uh, Internet Friends one and two, I still didn't understand about putting. Uh, I didn't know what a scale was, right? I didn't understand about putting scales and keys and shit and scales. And so I've been having to go back on those, and I kind of fixed them, quote unquote, and then re uploaded. Um, all of those. And then that's another fun thing I like doing. A lot of producers will say, never go back, right? But I have every project file I've ever made. I have a crazy Excel Excel spreadsheet to try to keep track that I honestly need to update it. Um, it looks fucking lunatic like a lunatic does it. Um, but I love going back to my old shit that sounds shitty. And I'm like, now let's apply everything I've learned, right? And I'm like, why did I do that? Like like side chaining a kick to an 808 is like a big hot topic in the fucking producer community. And um, i used to do it wrong right And it's so like all my old beats sound shitty and all my drums sound flat and yeah. so i can very quickly with just a few clicks make everything sound better and then also i'm like oh i was using a cracked version of nexus 2 whereas and now i have this other plugin that'll sound so much better so i like switch it to a different instrument and then all of a sudden i have like a whole new beat and it takes me like no time whereas in, and i think that's like super fun to do but i know a lot of producers like i never go back but also a lot of preachers don't even finish beats. You know, like that's like the typical meme is like off to start another one, but never finish them. And I never do like I, if I started, I'm going to finish it. Even if it fucking sucks.
2: See, I, I, I was uh, uh, another conversation I was having with my girlfriend today. She was like, you, you made 30 beats and it took you. Um, you, you spent like a little over an hour on each one. Why not just spend that much time on like, five of them and make those amazing and i was like that's not how it works yeah i agree you like it's it's diminishing returns like what i'm judging when i have these 30 just minute and a half long mp3s is i'm trying to see if the bones are good enough that i should put another hour into it to make it a polished final work you know
0: right well i've i've said this a few times on my podcast and some will get it some won't and revisionist history is one of the best podcasts out there. So it there's one episode where they talk about these two artists, like it's like Picasso and then also this other dude. And I was like the other guy, right? Like, I do not have a vision for any art I ever do. Like I've done some drawing in college. I have like an art minor and I'm decent at all the arts. I feel like you know, not all of them, but you know, like I'm, I have an artistic uh, flair, if you will. But I just have to sit down and draw. Right, or sit down or paint or sit down and start making a beat or sit down and write. I don't have a vision for what's going to happen ever for any art I do. So like I have to just do it. And so if I need to do like a hundred different songs to find the, the four that are fucking awesome, that's better than me just focusing on the first four, you know? So I like, get it. I do think that her method wouldn't be bad for the right person, but I just think different people have different creative processes, you know, whereas in some people sit down, they're like, I know exactly the beat I'm going to make. It's in my head already. You know, when they sit down and do it, I've never been able to do that.
2: So, um, yeah, I, I'm a lot like you. Like I, I can't, um, like once I, once I've picked out a chord progression, I know what direction I, like I can start to hear what direction I want to take it. But until I have that chord progression, I, it, it is a completely blank slate. I would even um, word it,
0: not the way I want to take it. I would say, I know which way I can take it. You know, you're like, I hear it and I'm like, I know what I can do with this and I'll do the, because like I don't, I don't know how much control, you know, how much I could really change once the melody or whatever's in place, you know, and you already have it in your head. Um, yeah
2: um it's let's I, I, see sometimes sometimes i i feel like that's a good point it is it is it the way i can take it or is it the way i want to get i, I mean sometimes intuition is just so strong that it feels like want
0: you know right um like even like the smallest thing like sometimes you'll start making a beat and for me and everyone, if you hear my beat, you'll you'll hear it. I always just start with like whatever my melody loop is right first. And then like, but maybe halfway through it, you just hear like, oh, this is where the two step I had to come in. Right. Because like this is just where it's gonna. and you can't not do it because it's in your head. You already hear it before you've done it. And then you just like can't get away from that. Right. Or sometimes I'll have like a whole loop and then I'll accidentally delete something when I go through and I'm like, oh, that should have been deleted there. You know, but like I didn't see it until I accidentally did it.
2: Yeah, I need to do shit like that. I need to quote unquote accidentally delete shit more often. Yeah, um, well, because it, like,
0: and it helps. And that earlier when I was mentioning, like, I like to wrap in my project file. It's for that, like, so that if I have like a cool line, I can cut all the hi hats there, or you know, whatever. Like, I can cut shit to emphasize certain things. Like, that's why I like that. But it, normally, before I have vocals, it is hard to know what you should cut where for the arranging. You know, because you don't. I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to know how people are going to, like a lot of times I have beats where most of mine until recently, but for a long time, mine always went verse first verse hook verse hook. And then I realized, Oh, no one does that. So everyone kept making the hooks over where I thought the verse should be. And then I was like, well, maybe that's the problem. So then I've been trying to switch. Like, so arrangement is a a huge part of it, but everyone's also different. So it's hard to, to know what to do.
2: See, that's one thing that I've been really trying to, well, I, every beat I've made in the past three months has been chorus verse chorus. And they all end up being like a minute and 45 seconds long. And it's like, how often do you hear a song that long? But also
0: like who the fuck wants to write two verses? Like, ah, uh, so you're not going to give me I, I have to be old school. I don't think one verse is a song. I think that's one verse and I'll probably down that hill forever.
2: Oh, see, like, like, some of my favorite song. OK, so what if there's no chorus? What if it's just like one minute and a half long verse?
0: Uh, if it was like two verses worth like 32 bars or whatever, I would be OK with that, probably. But even then, that's like an interlude. That's like I, I, I get technically the song and they pay if it's 30 seconds long. I just in my weird artistic way, it's like if I can't come up with two verses for it, uh, then I should find a feature for it. I don't know. That's just how my brain works.
2: OK, so how do you listen to Code of the Friend and not like one verse songs? Like,
0: I, I don't like, listen to verses to go. Actually, those I don't listen to any of those albums. I listen to everything and then okay. um, all of his. I, I, that is a great point. I every time those come out and they're all one minute songs. I just think they're a bunch of teasing ass bullshit. I want a whole song like that beats great. You chose it for a reason. Make a whole song with it. Damn. but okay also people send songs into the podcast i mean even homies they do a one verse song i'm like yeah that's cool but it's not a song it's one very but I've, i guess i've yeah. just done it for long enough that we all have a cool one verse but like being able to build a song is a skill in itself just like we all know people that can freestyle really good but they could never make a song and like it is just a different thing to me also interesting motherfuckers don't no one does real freestyles anymore uh, everyone just calls their fucking f- one verse a freestyle and it's like no you wrote that you obviously wrote it or been rehearsing it and shit like back in my day as I get on my old man uh, mountain is uh, I really feel like it was all off the dome right it's like that's what I would try to do and me and my friends would do and then so now that it's like everything that's labeled a freestyle is just so clearly not a freestyle that also annoys me in the world
2: yeah Um. I, yeah I totally used to do that shit too
0: I can't <laughs> now at all, at all. Like, I mean, that's not completely true. I completely freestyled The song got a smoke coming out of my next album, but it's not particularly good. And Brad listened to every song and he said that's his least favorite. So, I mean, that's what it says for it, but there is, I, I tried to actually freestyle almost all my hooks on my next album. So I've, I've been trying, but I just don't have it. Like I thought I once did.
2: Oh, I, I have never been able to freestyle. I'm, I, I'm just atrocious at it. Like, my brain moves as, as crazy as this sounds, like most of the time my brain moves too fast. And then the second music comes on, it goes way too slow. Like my brain just like immediately halts right. and is like, oh
0: my brain definitely works too fast i only know this because i when i was a freshman in college i got arrested for pot in the dorms and they kicked me out of the dorms but told me i had to go to a counselor if i wanted to keep it off my record and i'll get t- kicked out of school and shit so i had to go to this counselor they put this motherfucking nodes on my head or whatever and made me watch pac-man games as it read my brain uh it was pretty cool but it did come back that she goes oh you have adhd and i was like no i don't and she said well your brain looks like someone that has adhd because it moves so fast and i was like oh that's cool and they tried to Tell me they could put me on some regiment to slow my brain down. I was like, never. That sounds like the worst thing ever. Um, but just saying that, So like when I freestyle, I also feel the same way. Like, I feel like I, I'm i not necessarily on the beat, but what always saved me was I was in this fraternity. And um, there's nothing white guys love more than seeing a white guy that could rap. So, like, they'll like fucking, you know, they they got your back in the crowd. They're all cheering for you. So I fucked up all the time. No one even noticed because they were all so drunk, you know, and I'd done that whole little Wayne crutch where he'd be like, I said this. Oops, I meant to say that. You know, like, I did that. I don't know, every fucking four lines yeah. and people were like, yeah, that was so clever, you know, because you're uh, but it it was fun. Like I, I wouldn't trade those memories for the world, you know, of me freestyling at parties for a couple of years there. Um, and I like, half the guys on the football team in college knew me and knew I could rap and the other half didn't. So there'd be like a lot of like why do goes last? And then I would go and then like, I know I'll never get this um, reaction, but like when I would go and I was good, like half of them would be mad. Like, fuck you. You didn't tell me he was good. And I'd be like, what, (laughs) what? It was so strange. But also like, I love it. Like in my memory of like college, like it is, I mean, it's up there with anything, you know, going to parties and freestyling with people.
2: See, that is, that sounds like an absolute nightmare to me. I I am I'm a hermit like I I refuse to I mean don't get me wrong if I was given like the opportunity to perform like on stage and like people could come and see me like I would do it but like the the thought of going to a party and just people being like yo freestyle for me I'd oh god see I'd say I, the other I'm, way
0: the idea that someone would want to perform want me to perform is very nerve-wracking and I don't think I could ever do it on my own I would need friends that would like could like help me you know like emotionally and like you know behind yeah. me up or whatever to like do it um but i was i i, I think about it, i was a totally different person at different parts of my life you know like when i was in high school i was involved in every extracurricular i was kind of jovial sort of guy you know like the fat chris farley happy guy type and uh i got to college and got arrested a couple times and it made everyone treat me like a piece of shit like i was some criminal and then it it just warped it warped my whole view right and then i became a hermit after that because i ran the math and i'd smoked weed with 48 people in the month before i got arrested the last time and i was like man that's obviously i'd be fucking hanging out too many people you know i was like who's the rat but i was like how would i ever know and um so, I, I totally became a hermit, kept smoking weed because, you know, that shit was hard to quit. Um, and then I dated this girl I talked about a couple of weeks ago that like k- destroyed my life for a minute. And I became like more of a hermit. And it just like, it got to the point where like I am now very much a hermit and keep to myself an introvert. But I, there are memories of a time in which I wasn't always like that, you know?
2: Yeah. I, and I think like, I think like, becoming more introverted is just part of the internet age as well like the deeper we get into this like the the social tendencies of people are just naturally dropping off a little bit i mean it's affecting some kinds of people more than others but it's weird to watch and it's weird to like participate in
0: yeah like i uh i have a when I was younger, my co- I had an older cousin, I don't think he listens anymore. I think we ran him off, but I, you know, love Rusty. He's the best. I mean, my cousin Rusty was addicted to Final Fantasy XI, right? When World of Warcraft came out, Final Fantasy XI, people loved, you know, those two games. And I went with Final Fantasy XI to play with him, and I just didn't love it. And, um, but he ended up, like, meeting people online that were, like, his real friends, right? And, like, they met, like, in Vegas or something. And I remember thinking, like, that's fucking crazy. Like, that's so crazy. But now... There are people like I mentioned, like Brad and a few other people. Like I talk to people on the internet I've never met face to face way more than I talk to real life friends. Like yeah. Skinny, uh, who's you know on my music podcast, he's the only one I yeah. see. He comes over about once a week, and then I see my cousin every once in a while, but that's about it. And then like I, no one texts me and asks me what's going on or you know what's my opinion on this. But you know who does this fucker in Pittsburgh. You know, so like it is. It is so. I never would have imagined you could even have such a friendship with people that you've never really met. But now, to me, they are more. There are people that are more my friend that online than than people I know in real life.
2: Yeah, I I completely know what you mean. I, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent in that space at the moment. I right. do have a really good IRL friend group,
0: Um but well the reason mine changed um was because i'm i'm old right and so like everyone went off and, and had kids and uh mm, and that's no. and that changes things a little bit you know and so and that's the reason i feel so much pressure to like do so much that i do is because i i have so much time because i don't have a kid or kids and so i'm like yeah. well i could do a podcast and i could make beats and i could do that you know so i'm just gonna keep keep on keeping on until then but i you know i'm assuming if i ever did you know immediately your whole idea would be like all right well i gotta spend like none of the time doing this dumb shit. And I got to go like being a a real adult, (laughs) you know, I'm sure it's way different. Yeah. Well, man, when's your uh, next song coming out?
2: Ooh. Um, unless somebody makes me drop it, probably not for a minute. Um, I've got it recorded. I just, and I think I even mixed it. I'm, I'm struggling with the cover art. Um,
0: yeah, that's always, shit.
2: I want to, I want to, if you're still doing it, do you think, if, so you're canceling at 400. Yeah. Um, Are you still going to do music spinoffs?
0: Uh, probably not. Okay. We, we've we thought about, um, you know, like I have this little spare bedroom I use, right? And honestly, I, I was kind of just using 400 as like a good goal point. And then I kind of mentioned in front of my wife and she seemed like, finally, you're canceling that thing. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't realize that was a you know, so... I mean, she's put up with it a long time so I'm I'm cool with canceling it but if I'd done something in the future like a Twitch show like I have some homies over at Courtroom Media they do like a version of our podcast in a way but it's you know on Twitch and they review songs and listen to it and whatever we could do something like that Skinny's a pretty entertaining guy he'll be you know he can dance and do shit to keep people interested but I would have to clean up my little studio room and so like I don't yeah. know and I had to buy a camera because my last uh, little webcam stuff got taken out by a s- s- Storm Surge so like I would have to do some work um if that if it's even something i want to do i could honestly just see me spending all my time on music and not you know the podcast i enjoyed because i wanted to prove i could do it it is definitely uh a lot of work it's a lot of work and i mean i do have like 30 or 40 people that seem to listen you know every couple weeks to the episodes and shit like that and i appreciate it but it's like you know I don't know. I don't know if it's really, I don't know if people really listen or if they're just like, I'm on an auto download list somewhere, you know, it's kind of like I have 4,000 followers on Twitter, but like four people will like my post, you know? And so it's like, well, that's then that means I have four people that follow me on Twitter, you know, like, yeah, uh, you know, I have all these monthly f- followers on this, but only this many people listen to the song. So at some point in time, it, it's not real, you know? Yeah. But I do think my podcast is great. I mean, if I have a moment of like, you know, it's gotten a lot better. Uh, you know, I think I do a pretty good job when a, I'm a good devil's advocate for random shit. So I'm just like, yeah, let's talk about shit and argue it or whatever. But also, I think people are over that. You know, like no one care. When I first started this podcast and Trump was president or he was about to be, I don't remember exactly when I started it. Like politics was a big deal and everyone wanted to hear about it every week. And now, like no one wants to hear about any of that shit you know it's like shut up <laughs>
2: see uh i just don't think you you have the right audience it, it's it's fucking popping off on youtube like uh youtube and twitch like politics is going crazy but the problem is is that it's like super uh it's super radicalized people
0: yeah I'm, like, I'm kind of what's happened to me and i mentioned this a couple weeks ago with a guy who i didn't know he was liberal um i actually assumed he was conservative and so i kind of what happens is I get to be a devil's advocate and I just become whatever the other person isn't, you know, so uh, and I, I've had felt because I was always very liberal growing up, you know, voted Democrat and all that shit. But I have felt like in the last however many years I've at least hit that age where all of a sudden I'm like, wait, 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 everyone's too woke, you know, and I don't know if that's just me getting old. I don't know if it is like the pendulum getting crazy or is it because like ads are targeting me because of my age are different than the videos targeting you because of yours. And therefore we're just on this different divide of ads, you know, like maybe that's why I feel this way. But, uh, so maybe I'm pulling out of it, but I do listen to Jimmy Dore. That's like my only political dude. So if people love him, they'll think I'm great. If people hate him, they'll be like, don't listen to him. But I like anyone who's against the man, you know? So yeah, he's my dude.
2: Um, if you politics is my thing, like the the thing I do, the the only thing I think I do more than music is is digest and and think about and theorize and uh, do shit with politics. Like I'm, I'm working for uh, the House Democrats of my state right now. Um, so if you ever want to talk about that kind of stuff, I am always down.
0: I'll be honest. I have I mean, none against you personally, I have very little interest to talk to someone who's that into one side um, because they're just going to be have they're going to like like all your podcasts. who are probably all very liberal leaning and like all your points are like more echo chamber. And I feel the same about conservatives. And I talk to someone that's really big conservative. They're like, well, you know, this, this and this. I'm like, I don't think any of that's real. I think that's just what everyone tells each other in their group chats.
2: See, but it, it, for me. The the conversations with people who think I'm fucking stupid are the best. Right. Like that is that is what I look for. That is like I am not involved in the 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 only online communities I'm involved with that could be considered echo chambery are a couple of specific like pundits that I follow. But I even then, I'm not I'm not I, I just listen to the pundit. I'm not involved with the.
0: With the communities, right? Like I kind of I used to try to listen to Ben Shapiro and like I'm not a hate listener per se, because I don't think it's like I hate him. But, you know, I just want to know what his points were. But when I did, all of a sudden, I just heard everyone repeating his points. And I was like, oh, y'all just all listen to Ben Shapiro. And then I have done that with different podcast, you know, so uh, I just I think I have checked out. But Jimmy Dore, I know people don't like him. But to my perspective, he was like a Democrat that just didn't buy into the Joe Biden shit. Right. And so like now everyone hates it. Like that's how he presents it. You know, I've only been listening like a year. um. So I'm like, yeah, man, fuck the man. Give us all healthcare. Why aren't they giving us healthcare if they care about COVID? Like he says that shit once an episode and I get like all hopped up about it. Yeah. But okay. I don't know. Also uh, I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, like I, I felt like super democratic, you know, back in the day. Cause like a free speech and like, in the 90s, the Republicans were like, censor this and censor this. And then I feel like the, Liber- the liberals do now. And then, like, I've also been against war. And I feel like Democrats are, like, way more pro-war these days than they used to be. But it, maybe, again, that's just my me being wrong. But I, it's made me be like, fuck them all. Just fuck them all. They all want war. They so,
2: want what keeps them in power, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and the money flows through the military-industrial complex. Um I know I, I also I just the libertarian memes are so good that I'm always going to have one foot in the libertarian side because I just like the memes. Yeah. OK, it's a weird, weird judgment. But that's where I'm at. So I'm just giving you stuff to look into for the next time. If you talk politics, you can let me know how Democrats are on my side.
2: Oh, they're not. But they're they're better than the other guys.
0: Right. Oh, one thing, because you are. I, I have a bunch of student loans Um. And I understand everyone that's like, you shouldn't have took them. They're your fault. Well, yeah, but they print like trillions of dollars every year. So fuck it. Pay off these student loans. It's kind of where I'm at. And uh, I, I see they just keep pushing it back, like when you have to start paying them again. So I kind of uh, I feel like this is going to be the next hot button, like presidential debate. I think they're going to push it back to the next uh, election.
2: Yeah, I think I think uh, I think it's going to be the uh, October surprise that will like try to help Democrats get elected this fall right biden will biden will cancel like 10 trillion dollars in october and it'll be like see democrats are helping the middle
0: class and it's like dude let's not, they'll i'll i mean yeah, sure. i will vote for them i will vote democrat if they <laughs> forgave my student loans for like however like they could even just make me sign a deal like you will vote this many years if we do it i'd be like fuck yeah man fuck yeah uh you know i just i think trump should have done it you know he was printing all those uh stimulus checks he should have done that one too he freed Kodak Black. He was trying to do a lot of shit there at the end of, for people to like him. Uh, yeah. I can't talk about him much in my house. And I'm. I, you might be the same way. Like My wife is very liberal. And she's like, I don't want to hear his name. But uh, it makes me a little excited that he's going to be back in the news just to see the humor. But I understand I'm wrong and no one else should think that. Everyone else should be scared of it. But, man, it provided some unintentional humor.
2: I mean so like the 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 thing about it is that a lot of the humor hasn't stopped like he's still making news it just might not be the news that you're seeing like have you heard about this shit that he's uh that uh he was literally eating paper in the oval office
0: i heard that when he was when it was he was still in office i thought yeah but like the news has
2: just come out that he was eating paper and like
0: Oh, my God. Well, you only have so much energy in your lifetime. I mean, when he when he gave all his health tips, I understand his politics are horrible, but I think everything else about him, you should still be able to enjoy. And like he would be like, well, I believe you only have so much energy in your body. And if you waste it, then you die sooner. I was like, this motherfucker's going to be president. And that's how he thinks (laughs) like life works. He thinks you're like a battery. It's crazy. So anyway, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I I kind of expect him to win the next one. But uh, that's also because I don't know who's running. Nobody does. (laughs) I know. I can't. It's actually my favorite part of the politics. And we'll wrap it up here is I love the idea that everyone thought Joe Biden was going one term. But then now, like, no one really likes the vice president. So she can't become the nominee. But if you skip a black woman. For another white guy, it's going to be like the worst look ever for the, you know, this this day and age. So, like, I don't know. I'm just so fascinated to see what they do.
2: Um, there are a couple directions they could go. Um, I have some thoughts on it, but it would take me so long. And you said you want to wrap it up. So,
0: yeah, the rock. We're going to put the rock up there. That's long story short. Yeah,
2: there we go. Yeah,
0: he's the. He, I mean, the people's champ. I think he could do it. Oh, for sure. Um, but, all right, man. I appreciate you coming on. Basically, I just talked a lot of uh, producing and a little politics, uh, which is fine by me.
2: I had a wonderful time. Thank you so much for getting me in before you. What, what Do you know what number this is?
0: It'll be 367.
2: Damn. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for getting me in before you uh, you close it out.
0: Of course, bro. All right, peace, man.
2: Bye.
1: Shit, it's hilarious. I've been on point for the jump, and I'm jumping, they still tryna see me disarray. You fuck with they ever now. I'm just a step above them. They embarrass. The jealousy glaring. 'Cause Mikey the my top of the food chain. I do, but I do give a fuck about you. But say y'all with two Say you been getting stupid. Say I'm in the Buddha. i stupid to care about that fucking opium. I take my time with all this shit. I write It took like 90 days to pen this verse. It's just selling the fucking fire. The pastor told me it could teach me how to lead the holy life, and then I beat his fucking ass up with my fist That shit was tight, you yeah. I don't want nobody to say so. Everybody call. I'm made like a payphone Stay all day long I've been staying up with the handy in my cup then I'll where the days go So fresh to death that I'm by Halo I got to run talking to my other band I got to love having better empty out the pockets With the pesos I'm gonna run this bitch I'm gonna punch this kid If you don't love my shit Then you can suck my dick I'm gonna run this bitch I'm gonna punch this kid If you don't love my shit Then you can suck my dick, my shit, suck my dick. I'm gonna run Run this bitch I'm gonna run Run this bitch I'm gonna rap 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 One minute I'm gonna rap 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 Right, right, All my life, I took this shit from assholes. I used to duck behind the fence, but I'm not fucking bashful. Y'all be running from your family, worry about the cash flow. I slip my fucking wrist for lubricant to slip the shackles. I'm broken out the cage, and I ain't slept for days. Keep your finger on my pulse in case I pass away. Drink it from the river sticks because I like the taste. I get higher because I love the way my body shakes. I don't, I don't know what they want, but I'm hungry for blood in this beat. It's the shit that Cook it. Fuck up the chef hanging from his neck because is the new grips we push it No jibber train, this shit go sang, hit this shit after we book it I might be corny as fuck but I always been driving shit like I just took it, yo I'm gonna run this bitch, I'm gonna punch this kid If you don't love my shit, then you can suck my dick I'm gonna run this bitch, I'm gonna punch this kid If you don't love my shit, then you can suck my dick I'm gonna rap 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 run, run this bitch I'm gonna write, 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 this bitch. I'm gonna write, right write, 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 this bitch. I'm gonna write, right, write, 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 right, write,